We find our Lord speaking again about seeds and plants and trees and gardens and what's going on. Uh, we are in some ways very familiar with these passages. It calls to mind um, the, the couple parables beforehand about uh, the sower going out to sow the seeds and throwing it on the, the rocky ground and the fertile ground and shallow ground, uh, all these things where uh, the seed uh, grows a little bit here, a little bit there, a lot over there. But today we have a very specific parable from uh, St. Mark, one that only St. Mark recounts for us about how the seed grows. And uh, man does not quite know how. We have all these advances in seed technology in our own time, but still God has to provide the growth. Growing up, um, at least at home, uh, we would have a little bit of a garden and then uh, during some time in seminary I was actually able to spend a whole summer on a farm in Tipton, Indiana uh, with the Tragesser family where we uh, lived on the farm. I just did whatever they did that day and it was from everything from serving mass to uh, tilling a neighbor's garden and working our own garden and um, even driving tractors so that was pretty fun. But in the midst of it all, uh, one of my favorite things was the rototiller, being able to go and work in the garden on the farm. So uh, one thing that Hubert told me was that the, your garden will always get bigger. I don't know if you've had that experience, but the garden always got bigger each and every year. A couple years ago, uh, I was able to make a garden as a priest, but I was constricted to a four foot by eight foot bed. <laughs> And I tried to put as much into it as possible. Uh, tomato plants that uh, grew to be these gigantic bushes. I don't know what I did, it just grew really big. And uh, sunflower seeds that grew to be taller than the house. It always fascinated me how these tiny little seeds had this potential to be these great and, and tall plants that produced abundant fruit. I didn't do anything special, I just you know, made sure the weeds weren't in the garden and allowed the plants to grow. But it was God who provided the growth. These seeds that were planted, not just in the garden, but in our hearts as well, are the ways that um, this mysterious growth that our Lord is talking about in the parable. Um, we, we know not how this growth is taking place, but we know that it is. And so our Lord is comparing uh, these seeds and this mysterious growth to the kingdom of God. So it brings up the question, what is the kingdom of God? What is the kingdom? Vatican II talks about uh, the kingdom of God being the church, uh, the Catholic church. And so Vatican II talked about the kingdom of God in this way. To carry out the will of the Father, Christ inaugurated the kingdom of heaven on earth and revealed to us the mystery of that kingdom. The church, or in other words, the kingdom of Christ, now present in mystery, grows visibly through the power of God in the world. I think that last line is very important. The church, or in other words, the kingdom of Christ, which is now present in mystery, grows visibly through the power of God in the world. So this kingdom of God that our Lord initiated, inaugurated in our life on earth 
God himself coming down from heaven, giving us an opportunity to, uh, to glimpse heaven here on earth, takes place in and through the church. And what a gift this is for us. These seeds that God started with 12 poor men, uh, the, his 12 apostles, and then growing throughout the entire earth, you could say growing like a weed, throughout the world, so that people can come to know and encounter uh, the, the presence of God uh, throughout all the saints of history. Seeds still being planted to this day uh, where we are, God is still causing the growth. And it, it, is, it begins here at our baptism and we, as we are continuing to be nourished each and every day in the kingdom here at church. And so our first parable uh, is, is talking about this mysterious growth of plants. And thinking about uh, this, the mysteriousness of, of growth, um, just to talk about the word mystery for a second. Mystery, in, as we use it in the church, is, is a word not like a crime scene to be figured out, something to be solved, but it reminds us that there is something so big so um, like words can't put and, and describe the thing that it is talking about. For example, uh, the scriptures. When each of us reads the scriptures, it is mysterious. Why? Because there is so much contained in the word of God, because it is inspired by God. And, and we, we can't just see one thing about it, one interpretation because it is always speaking to our hearts. We can't just say this is what it means and that's it. Uh, or it relates to us only in this one way and that's it. Or the Trinity, uh, as you know, last Trinity, uh, Trinity Sunday a couple weeks ago, uh, the, the priest joke is it's a mystery and that's all that we can say about it. Because it is so, um, there's so much to say. It's God, it's unfathomable. And we can spend the rest of our lives unpacking the Trinity, the scriptures, the Eucharist, um, Our Lady's role in salvation uh, and how she works with Christ. Um, Jesus is the one who truly saves like it, but Mary has a role to play. So it's unpacking in the mysterious way all of these things. Also, and I think very importantly today, unpacking what God has been doing and is continuing to do in our lives in the kingdom of God. And so uh, I think concluding uh, with two things about the kingdom, uh, two things for us to remember today, is that this kingdom of God is not a worldly kingdom. It's not going to look like a worldly kingdom. The Israelites, the, the, the disciples of Jesus, would have expected our Lord in the parable to say the kingdom of God is like a cedar tree. And what does he say? The kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. They just would have like glanced at him and thought, what are you talking about? Because God himself compared Israel uh, at times to a cedar tree as we heard in our psalm, as we heard in our first reading. The cedar tree, the majesticness of this tree, uh, it's tall, it's strong, uh, in our own time, it's expensive <laughs> because it is, uh, in the scriptural examples, it's, it's regal, it's royal, it's majestic. But then he, Jesus compares it to a mustard seed. It looks like a big bush. 
it's, uh, it grows like a weed and spreads everywhere. It grows at most to be 12 feet tall. Why does Jesus compare it to a mustard seed? Because it is a, not a worldly kingdom. It is a humble kingdom and uh, is here to guide us, protect us, include us as we are on our journey to heaven. In, in a humble way, a hidden way, this kingdom of God is growing in our midst. And lastly, uh, to remember that uh, the kingdom of God works in a hidden way, especially in our lives. We may not always see the workings of God, but just like when those seeds are planted, there is incredible potential for the power of growth of God's presence in our life. Whether you see it right now or not, whether uh, you are young or advanced in years, know that the seeds are still growing in your heart. Know that God has not given up on you, that he is more present to you now than he has been in the past. Whether you feel that, whether it's visible to you or not at this moment, you can trust that God is still working because he is a good father who wants to care for each of you and does care for each of you. And he is still working and he's not done with you yet. Continue to be open. Continue to allow yourself to be nourished for each of us to be nourished here at Mass through the sacraments, through our daily prayers, reading the scriptures, being nourished by God himself so that we can continue to grow. We can continue to flourish in the garden of God, in his kingdom. So we can be filled with hope that God has not given up on us. He has not abandoned us and is growing in our midst in a way that we do not expect. Not in the way of the world, but in the ways of God. Humble ways, hidden ways, just as seeds begin in, in the dirt, in an invisible way. So it is with us, God working maybe imperceptibly, but we look back and we say, oh, he was there. He was present in my life in that time, and he is present in our lives today. So let us be nourished by these sacraments, by the presence of God in the scriptures, and most especially in the Eucharist. And may our hope be renewed and restored in him today.